Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Welcome back to Wins Lunch, the most exclusive of exclusive balcony podcasts. My name is Spencer. I am Matheson. I'm pretty excited because we're not alone. Here to talk about mushrooms and everything else is my mentor, our friend, our shaman, and part-time musician. Let's give a baby round of applause for our friend, Seth Jones, Seth a.k.a. Jones. SJ. SJ is here, baby. Wow. Woo. That was an incredible intro. Thanks, dude. I think uh, near 50 episodes in, I'm like getting, I'm finally getting how to do it. <laughs> you're you're a pro. 50, what do they say? 10,000 hours you need? Yeah. Oh, dude, we can talk about that all day. Each episode's like a thousand hours, so. Yeah. We hit, we're at 50,000, 50, <laughs> 50, if my math's correct. Uh, Can you imagine if we did a thousand hour episode? That's this one. 50,000 hours. I mean, how, how long is that? That's probably Dude. It's a very, very, very long time. You'll be podcasting for months and months. We've been podcasting for months straight. There's this kid on TikTok who's, who's been streaming live for nine months straight. Nine <laughs> months. Sleep? Yeah, he sleeps on camera. Jesus. <laughs> so like it's only like there's only been like a couple like times where it's went out it's because TikTok thought it was like a glitch and they turned it off. Yeah. <laughs> so there's been like a couple days where it's been out but 9 months straight. So this sh- this shows my age but like back in the day pre social media right when all the reality TV was starting I wasn't living in LA but I was coming out to LA and I had a friend who was on uh it was this Hulu reality show called oh, cool. If I Can Dream. Do you remember this thing? It's my favorite Elvis song title, but uh, that's yeah, that's what it's from. No way, that's what they named the show from, and it was all these like Whoa. all these like um, actor. It was a, a couple actors and a musician, or whatever. And they were all trying to make it in L.A. Cool. They put them in this big house, and then they had sixty cameras throughout the house at all times that were they filmed every square inch of the house except for the toilet and the shower. And including the beds and like everything. <laughs> so it's like and Big Brother kind of. It was exactly like Big Brother. And so you could get on the website and like log in and go to any camera and just watch. And everybody had mics on. And it was just this whole like. Dang. Yeah, it was the ultimate live stream. And you couldn't get off of it for, for weeks. Well, they were like, always mic'd up. They were always on camera. Right. How much and are like, you getting paid, do you think? Uh, not a ton. Not, <laughs> not enough. <laughs> Definitely not well, enough. Dude, it's crazy because like, you know, when you watch when you watch Jersey Shore in the real world and like those like the original or some of the original MTV shows, it's pretty much the same thing, but they have a lot of time where they're not being filmed. There's a lot of like, they don't write, they get, they don't film them sleeping really. And that's fucking wild. Yeah. So this is where we do our, our nine month, uh, podcast and <laughs> we just don't stop recording. Like, like or which streaming. one's worse? Do you think? Cause I know like there's those videos on YouTube of people mm. just trying to stay awake for as long as they can. I fucking hate um, that. That's so bad for it's, you. Yeah. The maybe the worst thing for you. Yeah, it's it's like you can really mess your brain up. Like, why think, would you do that? Could, like, do you think it it would mess it up like long term? Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I, you can't if you stay up long enough. You well, you can't. why? Like, what would it do to your brain? Oh, I I can't. I, I guess it would just like I mean who knows I don't know. it That's would like fucking kill nerves probably nerves that are like I need to rest and you're not letting me rest so we're above my pay grade right now I can't <laughs> speak with any right. authority about I mean if you if you stay up for Fair. a long enough like if you really push yourself I would imagine that your sense of reality is just what well, you do skewed I mean psychosis for forever like yeah. I, what is it I forget how many days it is but 
you know, the, the record of the person who's stayed awake the longest, you're, you have total, uh, you become delusional. Like you go, you're psychotic. Right. Yeah. You start like hallucinating and, yeah. and, and imagining and being, I'm sure pretty paranoid about they're keeping me up. Have you seen the videos? <laughs> have, you seen, have you seen the videos of the guys <laughs> that just like try to count to like, a million or like five hundred thousand. No, it's hilarious. So, so they're they're, be, they're being like three hundred and one thousand eight hundred. Yeah, dude, and they fucking do it. This one guy did it. Why, what made you watch that? Because it was incredible. I just wanted to see. Like, it says I, I, I it, it might be a million. I might be wrong. How I mean, high it, do you think you could count? I mean, to a thousand, maybe. Like, wait, like I my probably, ability mm. or like my phys- like my. Well, it's uh, it's, well, it's kind of the same thing, oh, right? Okay. Like. I mean, you might know the path to count from one to a million, but that doesn't mean you're able to do it. Shit. I think unless there's like a unless there's like life or death or like serious money on the table, <laughs> I'm getting to a thousand maybe. It's like how long you know the the you put your hand on the truck. And, yeah, right. And it's right. like how long. There's what's a, f- a truck worth? Yeah. To you, there's a documentary right. about that. Yeah. It just came out. I haven't seen it. It's like a, it took place in Texas, and it's like a snapshot of like the '90s in Texas. It looks dope, but, but that's the 90s in Texas, but okay. So you're ca- like, how high could you count if you get a dollar per number? You're making oh, a dollar per, a like dollar one, per number, two, three. So if you're at like, you know, 2,984, then that's how much money you've made. So I like, I feel like you could, you could get up yeah, to see, 5K. I wonder where like, I wonder where the threshold is because at a certain point you're going to be like, Oh, I could count into like, the millions. Yeah, dude. like I feel like I could just count for Do you forever. Really think at so? A yes, point. I, I could count. Stri- if if you got a dollar, think about it. A dollar. I know. I know. A second. How many seconds could you count an hour? That's your hourly wage. I just think your brain would start playing tricks on you once you're like in the ten thousands, like ten thousand nine hundred. Wait, if I fuck up, do I lose it? Yeah, you 90. didn't introduce that rule. You're saying if you mess up a number, then it's done. Oh no, no, sorry. When you mess up, yeah, when you mess up a number, it's done. Oh, so you can't fuck up. Yeah, I would count to 90 Wait. million if that was the case. <laughs> You're the Jeff Bezos of counting, dude. Um, t- counting to 90 million first of all would maybe take a lifetime. Probably more than that. If this doesn't but, let the listeners know what this episode will be, uh, <laughs> oh, man. Let's just start. One, <laughs> two, three. <laughs> three. <laughs> so, uh, man. I've known how long have I known you, Seth? Five years, probably. Probably five years. I think 2016 yeah, is when been, I been about five years. I was introduced to Seth Matheson. I don't even know if you know this, but mm. uh, through music people and 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 uh, we we started writing songs together, and then I started kind of realizing that oh, dude, this this guy is cool. Yeah. So it was just definitely more oh, of a like let's. If you want, if you want to like sit back. What's up? I was just saying. Oh yeah, that's movable. Sucker back. Um, anyway, we, I, I feel like we actually, so me and SJ had, had sort of a connection on a different level. So we just became friends and have written a million songs, none of which have come out yet, but very soon. And, uh, SJ is quite a thinker. Wait, quite, which, oh, I was going to ask which ones did you guys do together, but you can't say it. Yeah. You know, you know, we've played a couple of them. Okay. Um, and, uh, Oh, I know. Yeah, so so this episode is going to be a lot of a lot of deep shit, I imagine. But who knows? It could just be us counting. I like how we start right off on <laughs> one, two, three, three 
Four. four we, we, we got to stop, bro. We're going we're gonna to do it. Yeah, we're going to do it. <laughs> Who's fronting the money, dude? I can get us to like 3,000. It's like tag team counting. Oh, what if we tag team yeah, counting? Tag team counting. I wonder how far we get if the what if three you do, like, of counting us. Trigger, it's like one, two, three, four, five. Oh, six, that? Seven, and we would like, make one, $9. Two, three, four, yeah, <laughs> I, I think we, we get to 16 and we're out. But if like. Like if you think you could seriously count to like five thousand by yourself, I don't know, dude. And then I sleep, Are and then I wake up. No, we're not going back to counting. <laughs> I, I have a, I have a, so I have So I was listening to our friends Jack and Jack have a podcast. I was listening to their podcast, and they brought up this fact that actually bl- I was lifting weights and I stopped because it blew my mind. Listen to this shit. You know what a Tyrannosaurus Rex is? Yes. You know what a Stegosaurus is? These are two dinosaurs. I know this. I know, this bro. Fact what this blew my mind. We are as far away from the T-Rex as the T-Rex was from the Stegosaurus. Time-wise? Yeah. The the Stegosaurus was actually further from the T-Rex. No, no! Yeah. That fucks me up. I know. That's like... Wait, which came first? Well, because like as dumb like humans... Okay, Stegosaurus came first. Yeah, as dumb humans were like, dinosaurs were together. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's like, that's just mind-blowing to me. Oh man, how many dinosaur movies do you think have fucked up and like put the T Rex in every every single one? Yeah. Yeah. Land of the Lost (laughs) definitely did it. Jurassic Park is, I mean, that's that's not the same. Yeah. But Land Before Time. Well, it's just just nuts that like, because like I still can't fathom it after hearing such a wild. Well, you can't even, I mean, that span of time, your brain can't even comprehend. I know. I guess that's what I'm saying. You know, I mean, v- virtually what we know of civilization in the last 6,000 years, it, you can't even, even in the span of 100,000 years, of 200,000 years. I mean, humans have been around that long. I know. It's like when, you, when you're talking about millions of years, hundreds of millions of years. The fact that my grandmother has been was born in the 1920s is like really, no, 1930s, sorry, is really insane to me. And that's, yeah, mine, was, mine was born in the 20s. Really? Yeah. That's insane. God. Dub Jones, Cleveland Browns. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Seth's grandpa's actually an NFL legend. Did you know that? I did not. That's, what's his name? His name's Dub Jones. Dove? Dub. Dub? Dub Jones. W.A. Jones. They called him Dub Jones. He played for the Browns. Hell yeah. And, he, yeah. and then he coached the Browns in the 50s. Isn't that crazy? That's fucking amazing. And he's alive. <laughs> yeah. And he's 96 years old. God he, damn. He's, he said, actually... He was just in the news because he set in 1945, I think it was, he set the record for the most touchdowns ever scored by a single player in an NFL game. He scored six touchdowns against the Bears. Damn. And that record was tied by Gale Sayers and Ernie Nevers. And it was just tied uh, two or three weeks ago. The uh, the Saints. Um, oh, Drew Brees? No, it. Uh, Oh, I know who you're talking about. The, I, don't, I think I he's a running back. Yeah. He, he oh, Alvin, six, Alvin Kamara. Yes, yeah, yeah. yes. He scored six touchdowns. I, I remember we were watching that like, what yeah. the fuck is happening? And he, t- so he tied my grandfather's record. So they called each other and, and they were talking. No yeah. oh, Because your grandfather is my in grandfather, Louisiana. Yeah, he's well. in Louisiana. He, he was, I, I think this is right. He was almost the coach of the Saints when that team started, when the franchise started. Because he was coming from Cleveland. When the Saints started? Well, he coached on the, on the 65 Super Bowl team. He was Jim Brown's coach. Uh, he was a, he was oh a running God. back coach. Isn't this nuts? <laughs> this is yeah, this is wild. Yeah. So and then and then he, you know his son Burt Jones. Yeah. Was a very famous NFL quarterback. Right. You know, played for the Colts and 
I, I, and you just couldn't do it. Yeah, man. Look at me. <laughs> What's your problem? I'm like, what is your problem? <laughs> like 150 pounds dripping wet. But you are on the number one podcast on the balcony, so it's not. That's true. It's uh, not uh, bad. So right. who who's really winning? Yeah, it's hard to say. Um, another story, dude. You I, I you told me this like three times in front of me, but I would love for you to tell the story of the singer that your grandfather heard play outside in the parking lot. Oh yeah, dude, this is wild, man. I hope I hope this. I'm gonna tell this story like it's true, because I think that it is. As you should, yeah. It's, it it definitely feels true. Yeah, yeah. Well, it was told to me this way. It checks out. So yeah, it does check out. We were driving. My grandfather, he was always really, you know, I come from all these football players. Everybody's six three plus, <clears throat> and. And, you know, I became this musician. And so it was really interesting, especially my grandfather. And so he was always asking questions, trying to understand how everything worked. He didn't have any, like, real understanding of music. But, right. but you know, as I was kind of explaining it to him, he would just try and offer up these little things that, that he thought would had something to do with music. And there would be these times where, like, one time I was... <laughs> my dad was digitizing all these old photos of theirs. And I start scrolling through... And I hit a picture and I was like, what? And it was this shot of them in the 40s. My grandparents were like these incredibly, incredibly good looking people. And then you see this kind of classic photo from the 40s. And it, but it's like Frank Sinatra and Ava Gardner. Wow. And like, uh, and it was all these stars from Hollywood. And they, I, it was some, I, I wound up asking him, well, what, what was going on? And he said, well, we had this, there was a movie premiere and we went out to Hollywood and all these little things, you know, it would just show up. And one day we were driving in the car. He was asking me about music, and I said, "Oh, uh, he goes, yeah, you know, up in in Cleveland, he goes, after the games, all the Browns used to go to this little little dive bar, and uh, and he goes, we used to watch this guy play piano. And he goes, what was his name? Man, he was so good. And and then he go <laughs> and he said something. He goes, he was he was blind. And I looked at it and I was like, and I kind of did the math. I was like, Cleveland. I go, what? I said, Ray Charles. And he was like, yeah, yeah. Wow, and he was, dude. And it, I guess it was, shit. I guess he had a residency or something. You know, he was like just playing this bar and it was like, a, it was his gig. And yeah. the Browns, he was so good. And the team would come in after their games and would sit down in this little dive bar and hang out and watch, and Ray, hang out Charles. And watch Ray Charles play. Holy fuck. Yeah, that's I, dude, this, crazy. this gave me goosebumps when he told me this. Yeah, yeah, what a wild story. Well, Ray Charles, what had, he had been so young. Oh, he was just starting. Yeah, yeah I mean, late yeah, 40s. Yeah, it would have been the. Yeah, that probably would have been late 40s because my grandfather was, he, I guess, early, mid 40s through the, yeah. through the 50s. Gosh. Dude, I mean, Ray Charles doing the grind in Cleveland, dude. Well, it's also He's crazy because, like, doing it. when That's you awesome. said that, too, like, the after the game, like, now football players will go to the club or yeah, yeah. Sage and go listen yeah. to T-Pain <laughs> or, or, like, Tyga do, like, a residency at the club, and that's, like, how they wind down. Yeah. Then it was, like, let's get some whiskey and listen to ray charles. <laughs> ray charles that sounds way cooler by the way that's way cooler holy yeah. fuck that's insane <laughs> this uh this guy what's his name blind uh <laughs> this blind guy like, wow, he's I pretty good though <laughs> <laughs> you just turn you're like ray <laughs> the uh the bass professor at the the conservatory i went to toured with ray charles and he had a bunch of he, he like told us a bunch of crazy Ray Charles stories all the time, just like these heinous cocaine stories, just crazy. Oh, he was a, he was a wild man. Oh, they man. All oh were. yeah, yeah, they all were. 
Do you guys know about um, Sam Cooke? Like his like uh, well, his life, thing? like how he died and stuff. No. no. Oh, dude, it's it's out of control. He uh, so he 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 did like, you know, everybody knows Sam Cooke. It's um, fucking. I, I was born by the river. Yeah, that's him, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. So he's like this like clean cut sort of like pop R&B artist behind this. And, he, and then he's doing the Christian circuit behind the scenes. He is, he's black and he's having all kinds of sex with all of the white girls and it makes everybody mad and he's winning because <laughs> he gets to do whatever he wants. Right. He's he was Sam a good looking guy too. Great looking guy. Yeah. So one night he brings a girl back to his hotel. I think it was actually in Los, Los Angeles near the airport. And that sucks. <laughs> bring, what? This is being near the airport. <laughs> yeah. It's not, not a good vibe. Yeah. He brings a girl back and something happens and he, and he, she, she, they like scream at each other and she like exits the room running and she runs into the front office and the, uh, the hotel owner is like, knows something's wrong. So she like closes the door and locks it. He like beats the door down. Sam does. And she's like, you need to leave. You need to leave. You need to leave. He beats it down. And as he's going to like do something to the hotel owner, he's like, I know you got her back there. I know you're hiding her. Give her to me. She shoots him dead. And he's just on a Coke bender. Whoa. And he he's just like all like just so many drugs and like alcohol. And and she ended up just like running away from the scene. It's a crazy story. How old is he? Young. Well, yeah, it was like 30. Yeah. 32. Yeah, there's. You think, like Trace Atkins got shot in the chest. I think his ex. <clears throat> I think his ex-wife. I mean, you can edit this out. We can just well, look this care. up. But I'm pretty sure, <laughs> like his ex-wife shot him in the chest. You don't. You don't think when you look at Trace Atkins, like you don't really think about that. Yeah. You yeah. know. But some of those, like there's some famous people who've been through some real crazy shit. Like real 50 crazy. Cent, dude. 50 Cent. 50, yeah. 50 Travis cent was... Barker. You ever heard him tell the oh, story yeah, of his plane? Gets out and he's burning, oh my running God, around like. Yeah. That's some crazy shit. When he tells that story, he won't even take a flight anymore. Dude. He takes when he has to go overseas, he <laughs> takes <laughs> boats. I was gonna say. <laughs> he is dude. not and I don't blame him. When they have to I go, when it. they go play in Japan, they have to <laughs> wait like, like two weeks. No, seriously. Him. No, I know it's he takes a so barge insane. and he but, says But really that's like the ultimate like yo, I boat everywhere I go. I that's on my rider. It like non negotiable. <laughs> I need a barge. I'm going to boat. But isn't that so crazy? Like That's badass. Like, say, it is pretty badass. Say Blink-182 is based out of, whatever, like New York. Like, the two guys fly to Japan. That's a long flight, but they do it in a day. And then Travis Barker won't be there for like three more weeks. Well, he has to leave hella ahead of time. Yeah, I, I, was just, I, I feel like That's, everybody should just go on the barge with him and they would just have a rehearsal yeah, space that'd be fun. on the boat. Yeah. <laughs> Right? In a gym, and like you could live on the boat for three weeks I while mean, you get there. Boats are expensive, dude. Not a, I don't know if Travis Barker cares. I don't he's know if, I don't know if he's money. doing barge well. I think he's doing, <laughs> I think he's doing boat well. I don't know if he's barge well. <laughs> when you say, are, do you mean yacht? No, I'm talking about a barge. Like oh, where you oh, can well, park like a, a car and you have like a fucking like <laughs> house on a boat. Yeah, like a ferry. That's what I would want. Like a full ass thing. A yacht would be really dope, but I feel like a barge. You uh, am I on you the water or store am I yeah. on an island? I don't know. I don't think you're using barge correctly. I think I am. 
No, I, I know I know what you're picturing. I, I know what you're picturing, and I don't think that's called a barge. Well, I'm thinking a customized barge. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm I'm looking it up right now. What is you a, want like a you want like an aircraft carrier, but like I want a yacht. Yeah, I want an aircraft carrier kinda. Okay. A barge is a flat yep, a flat bottom boat for carrying freight, typically on canals and rivers. Yeah, it's not, it's, it's not an open power. water vessel. Well, I, I'm thinking a customized barge. <laughs> Hear me out. I'm thinking this, but instead of semi truck trailers, yeah, it's just like houses. your own shit. Yeah, <laughs> a mansion. That's... Oh, it's a barge being carried by a boat. Okay, a barge <laughs> yeah, a just have boat. its own. Uh, yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. I'll take a tugboat <laughs> across the Pacific. Dude, you are not up on your nautical knowledge. <laughs> I don't know nautical shit. I'll be there in four months because my fucking tugboat can't go fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's unbelievable. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I want to do. We're fucking out here, dude. It is time for an ad. Hey, today's episode is brought to you by Dezo. Dezo is not just your average spiked seltzer. It's actually pioneered a new category. Spiked super fruit water. That's a pretty cool name. While all these other companies focus on minimizing impact, like lowest calories, lowest carbs, whatever, Dezo provides you with health benefits like electrolytes, vitamins, antioxidants. Also, this is really dope. They use gluten-free vodka, not some weird malt liquor you never heard of. With Dezo, you know exactly what you're putting in your body. Get respectfully wild with Dezo Spiked Superfruit Water. Also, listen up. Stop what you're doing. Do you like free stuff? This is, this is huge right here. If you want some free Dezo, head to thefutureofdrinking.com and then click sign up for early access. All you have to put is your name, your Instagram handle, and of course your referral wins lunch podcast. And you, yeah, yeah, you could win a free giveaway. Must be 21 plus. Dezo, the official drink of wins lunch. Now back to the show. Um, what what do we think? Okay, I've 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 written down a few questions <clears throat> for all of us, but because SJ was coming, there more thought provoking questions okay. um, than we're used to. Uh, dude, I've been looking forward to this episode. I really have. I'm excited. I, I, I have, really have. too. This is my, the first time I've ever been on a podcast ever really? ever. Started off strong. I, I don't know. I, how know. Gonna, I mean, yeah, I'm on the number the one podcast done on a balcony, and that's no cap. No cap. I just learned that. You say I just learned that? Yeah, I'm older than y'all. No cap. Cap. Facts, no did, printer. Did you have I a question? Yeah, so my question is, my first question of many is, what is the trippiest thought, the the most out there thought, the scariest, like weirdest thought that you've ever had in your life that you can remember? You could have been under the influence. You could have been just sitting in a chair. Um, Whatever that thought may be. The trippiest thought. Like the one that really like shook you when you just thought about it. Nothing that happened, just out of the blue. Does it need to be? Is it? Is it like a fact or an idea or just an no. original thought? What? Anything? Oh man! Do you want to know mine first? Yeah. yeah. Mine, and this is like <clears throat> sort of common, but maybe it's just maybe it's just like really original to me because it's like my experience. But the uh, the ever popular thought of. I'm the only real person on the earth and everybody is knows exactly what I'm thinking. All of my shame, all of my like 
weird thoughts that I never would tell anybody. All my deep dark secrets. Everybody yeah. knows. I'm like a TV show, and everybody's a you're just Truman Show, a out, robot. Yeah. yeah, like mega Truman Show. Yeah, there's a name for that. What's it called? Insanity. Um, no, no. There's it's it's actually so common that there's a really uh, yeah. Maybe it's not that trippy. Yeah, I mean it's trippy. It's for sure trippy. No, that's great. But I'll be yeah. like in Trader Joe's and I'll be looking around like, y'all got me. I'm I'm in a TV show. Like yeah. this is crazy. Do you like, ever like uh, I like just walk out? Like you close the door and then you open it real fast and you look back just to make sure. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. yeah. I especially when I'm like home alone. <laughs> yeah. I very much just want to see if like there's a glitch. Just like for sure. I mean the Truman Show. You've seen the Truman Show. God, is that a good movie? That is oh. a good movie. Right. And that's 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 probably my like and, and that's probably like the most trippiest but the most common. I think about that maybe once a week. Yeah. I just have moments where I'm like driving down the road like this is an existential. I thing. wonder if yeah. I couldn't die. Like they'll all stop me from dying. So if I ravine off the road, oh, like this, I see where you're going with this. Okay. That's do you know, like nothing. Yeah. Like it I, my I'm on this path that I have to finish. And that's actually kind of true in life, but everybody yeah. is like there to play a part. It's trippy. If you have never seen the Truman Show, go watch the Truman Show. It's unbelievable. It's on Netflix, I think, which is yes. It be. needs to be one million dollars to rent because <laughs> it's really good. Okay, here's a, here's a trippy thought. Mm -hmm. This actually did trip me out when I realized it. For like three days, I was like, kind of off. Wow. So, <clears throat> like when you see, yeah, we we have this separate sense of self the ego you know but right <clears throat> in simpler terms like we see ourselves as separate from other people and that and then and we have righteous thoughts about that like other people don't live right or don't perform well or hurt me or whatever and you develop this kind of understanding of the world that way um sorry to put this down that does a sparkling super fruit water down <laughs> and shout out Dezo. <laughs> shout out shout out that's that's good stuff it's actually so that, really good, it's right? re it is really good it tastes less fake that's the best way i can describe no it doesn't take fake it doesn't taste fake at all but that's not sparkling water is it it's like uh it's no it's a sparkling so four grams of sugar i'm reading it this is turning into an ad but I'm, I, I haven't really looked at this yet spiked super fruit water is what it's kind of it's a spiked seltzer but they're pioneering a new category called spiked super fruit water which is also a Add speaking point, but that's honestly what they're doing. <laughs> hey, I respect that. It's it's dope. I like this. Yeah. It tastes like it just I don't know. It tastes like less like candy, like fake candy. Like it tastes like Yeah, it tastes water well, I, with like you squeeze strawberry in. I don't like like I actually don't like any sparkling water that I've had. I don't like LaCroix. I don't like any of that stuff. Nice. Yeah, this doesn't I don't know. It's really good. Hell yeah. Cool. SJ's buying some. Um <clears throat> back to the thought so you know if you if you like if, you, if i were to ask you you know are you the are you the black shirt that you're wearing you'd be like no i'm just wearing a black shirt right yeah. it's not like who i am it's not really a part of my identity my fashion but yeah whatever i'm just wearing it. like okay well you know are you your white skin and you're like well no i mean i have white skin but I know who I am. More it's of like, a topi, but I yeah, okay, yeah. It's bronze is taupe the right word? Definitely not. No, it's taupe. Yeah. So, but barge and taupe. taupe is like green. Yeah, I'm you should write these words down. To look them up. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, 
I feel you, like that was. S- I feel like you were being genuinely nice there. That sounded like such a slay. <laughs> no, like, hey, Spencer, me. why don't you go ahead and just uh, write those words down? You fucking idiot. Yeah. <laughs> why don't you count to a million and write that fucking word down, idiot? So you're I'm such a dick. I'm not I? the shirt I am. I'm not the skin. I yeah, am. right. It's this yeah. idea of like. Hundred percent. Yeah, you get it. And and if you t- if you think about it in terms of religion, right, you'll hear that like you're the image of God, or you know you are mm, the yeah. self, the the true self, all these terms. But basically, the deeper that you get into who you are, the less it's actually connected to our bodies or what people think of us or what we're wearing or like all the outside identity. So. What is that thing then, like that we are? If you keep going back, right? If you go back past the clothes and back past the skin and then back past gender and then back past, you know, like all that deeper in, you get into the soul. and stuff, yeah. Yeah, back past your, your beliefs and your thoughts and all these different things that are just form. They're just, they're just part of the matrix, right? Like, what is that thing that I am that you are, that you are? And, you know, you can think about it a lot of different ways, but. We call it consciousness or awareness or God or source. But in that place, even beyond kind of the melodrama of the souls, of the individual souls that we all have, there's kind of this place that everything and all people and all things and all creation and all time and all matter is one. It's the fabric, right? Right. So if that's true, then what it means is that when I'm walking down the street and I see a homeless person, I'm not seeing a separate person. Like I'm seeing all of the, I'm seeing all the form. I'm seeing all the, I'm seeing the body. I'm seeing the skin. I'm seeing, the, I'm seeing what the person is wearing. But what I'm really seeing is me, which is what we both are. The fractal of that down into the form and the incarnation that's just living that life. So what I'm really watching is myself if I were born into those shoes. Oh, my God. And when I meet you, I'm really meeting myself in your incarnation, in your life. And so I, when, it, when I say it fucked me up for three days, it's because I was walking around and I would like be checking out the grocery store and I would like look at this person and I would be like, I would, it's like you're seeing the same person, every person you meet because you realize that like, behind all of this we're all we're all there like one. we're all the same yeah. we're all one that's a trippy thought when you yeah when you oh man when you <laughs> broke out the like i am seeing myself if i was in that such if i was born in those shoes how that that, has that has that changed your has that changed your perspective towards how Living? you act or how you treat people or just in general yeah for sure yeah. i mean any like objective differences i guess well you just realize that you know every we just take everything so personal Mm. and i i I was just saying today sj that i want to i i saw this tiktok that made me like dude sometimes i'll see a tiktok and it like really hits me i don't know why but i saw this one that was just this guy It, it was just like music playing and it was just a montage of him waking up putting a shirt on, driving his, his like 1970s car, skateboarding, doing a little bit of work at a cafe, sipping some coffee. And it was like his whole day. And the caption was, uh, there's no rush. And that was one, like, I, I, this is one of my New Year's resolutions and I still haven't, I haven't quite gotten it, but like the, the way that I, the way that I want to live my life like that, 
<laughs> like, I just like, I don't know if that. No, I know what you mean. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's it, it, in, in the same example, right? Like the, what, it, what is it that like keeps us plugged in and like going and crazy and, and it's, it's our ego or it's, or it's our amygdala or it's our brain or it's the part of us that's like trying to survive in the world. Right. Mm. Like it's, it's, it's the, it's the part of us that's concerned with all the outside shell that wants to keep our body healthy, that has to put food in, that wants to run away from our, you know, an animal that's going to eat us. Yeah. Right. We're trying to stay alive. <clears throat> but also like on some level, what is there that we're, we're really afraid of, you know? So, and, and, and what is it that's really lost? So my point is what I said, like we all take things so personally, it's like <clears throat> there is a, when you can see yourself in another person, then you, you, and, and you can see the games that that person is caught in yeah. or, or the thought patterns or, or you understand their trauma and maybe a way that they don't, then you realize like, oh, it has actually has nothing to do with me. Like I'm just the, I'm just, I'm just here for it, but like their feelings and their emotions are just their own projections of their story. As in if they were judging a song of yours or like treating you a certain way, like, like in, in, in like interaction with you. As in they have their own stories about themselves and their life. That create opinions. That create projections out onto other people. That makes me feel great. Yeah. So it's, it's not your, to, to, on some degree, to some degree, you're not responsible for someone else's emotions and, and they're not responsible for yours. Like, when, when when you get mad at somebody, like when somebody does something to you and you get mad, what are you getting mad? It's they have a power over you, right? Like because they can control your emotions, and now you don't have control anymore because you're mad because you're flipping them off because you're trying to run them off the road because you're cussing them out because yeah. you're whatever. Like that is that. I mean, in in all sorts of wisdom traditions, they say that that person has mastery over you if they can control your emotions. So how do you step out of the emotions? Well, you're just stepping out of that whole matrix that is playing the game of you know, of what, what are the things that I need? What are mine? Like, what's through? Who's the good guy? Who's the bad guy? It's down here on this level. But when, when you realize that there's one game being played down here and then there's another one up here in which everything's okay. Nothing is, there's nothing that you need. You're in the present moment. There's no threat in the future. There's nothing, you're safe. Like that experience of peace and, and, and this is a mystical experience that many people have had that, you know, I'm sure we'll get into this, that you can have on, on psychedelics. But when you have that experience and you realize like, oh, there is a level, there is a place, there is a reality that's accessible always. And sometimes I just get too caught up in this one. And so I'm going crazy. But when you find ways to access that, and then when you can see that in your relationships with other people, and, and even when your emotions or your thoughts or your needs or attachments get caught up down here, you can flip out of it and just go, ah, this actually doesn't have anything to do with me. And actually I'm so mad at that person, but it doesn't have anything to do with them because it's me, because it's, it's my own stories about myself and my victimhood and, and what I deserve and what I'm owed and you know, all that. Thanks for coming to my TED talk. I'm fucked up. God damn, dude. No, that was, uh, that actually all really resonated it, it all that, it all makes so much yeah. sense i have just enough weed in me where i'll like go off on a rant but <laughs> but not i won't like fall off the cliff right right yeah well, let me ask yeah. you this question a good amount of weed uh so like do you ever think that your 
you're overthinking in that in that sense in that se- in that way that he was just thinking yeah good question like like do you think sometimes it's just easy and this is just an objective question but do you think sometimes that it's maybe it's easier just to say like be nice to everybody you know something as silly as that or like something i'm not a religious person but something like christianity you know like the principles of christianity you know what i'm saying like do you ever think it would be just almost like an ignorance is bliss just like follow these things and i'm gonna be good or well i in in some sense yeah yeah i mean i my brain works a certain way and Mm -hmm. so when i like my path to awareness works a certain way but i of course i overcomplicate everything i guess i well i I do want to hear about your personal thing right i'm more of oh more just in a general sense uh well and i think in that sense yes because I mean, even all all the imagery in religion about becoming like a child, faith like a child, like this this simple way, you know, all the wisdom teachers were very simple people mm-hmm. and their teaching was very simple and they taught very simple people. So I think, I don't think that like peace is only accessible, you know, to somehow elite spiritual people. Like it's not, it's accessible to anyone. And a lot of times... I think the people who have the best chance of achieving it are the meek, you know? Right. Um, mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I think that's definitely true. I, th- I think it, it can be real simple if, if you can make it that simple. Well, right. And I almost like, I but, almost but wonder, I, th- I think oh, it, ahead, yeah. it, it just like basically what you guys are saying, like mm-hmm. what you asked and what SJ just described pretty much correlate. Like they really correlate more than you guys made. Right. And that's what I was going to, my next question was going to be like, do you think one is better than the other? But maybe it doesn't matter. I think that like for me, I'm speaking over here. No cap. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) These, these correlate, like you guys are saying the same thing. And without the sounding offensive at all, Matheson, you're saying the third grade version of what he's saying. Right. It's the same shit. Mm -hmm. What grade am I in? You're a, you're you're a junior at Berkeley. (laughs) Oh, def- no. No. Okay, you're a junior at Dartmouth. No, if he's talking third grade, I'm I'm may, maybe I'm you're a high schooler at maybe I'm like a fourth grader who had a birthday in July. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like a little bit bigger and a little bit smarter than the rest of the kids. <laughs> no, I'm saying they 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 like put me ahead in the fourth right. grade. I don't like I they could have held me back as it would have been a beefy third grader. You know, I was born in on August thirty first. This is both of us, <laughs> and I and you were put forward. I was held back. Yeah, I was held back. So Spencer and I are the same age, but I graduated a year a before year before me. me. Yeah, and I just was the dumber. So anyway, I'm the beefy third grader. <laughs> <laughs> I was beefy every Dude, what year. What a great like AOL screen name, <laughs> beefy third, grade. beefy three G. <laughs> Where the ladies at? Third, third, third grade, grade is, is definitely class. third grade is like too young to have a screen name. Yeah. Oh no, I know, but like seventh grade is is the, when I. I, got but I just like the idea of Me like too. you being proud of it. Like you're like I'm the beefy seventh grader. Like you motherfuckers are all smaller than I'd me. Like what did they call? Than- what did they call the shorts? The, the uh, husky. Yeah. Like yeah. why would they make that a kid size? Because they were husky kids. <laughs> you're just big boned. I was like, mom, I can't see anything down there. And it was true. I'm not lying. Uh, yeah. Husky. I had I had husky cargo shorts. Dude, your glow up. 
from like <laughs> I, there's just there's never been another like it I, I i occasionally probably once a year repost my glow up for like any new people like that started following me or whatever yeah or because people like just like to see it sometimes but I, yeah i'm proud of it yeah Man, what are you I, laughing at I, over there? I just laughed. This is so funny. This situation. This so I have, funny. I, this is, I have a friend who, you, you know this guy. He's a pretty well-known producer. And oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pharrell. It's not too far off. I don't. <laughs> He's really not that far behind. Oh. He's just less famous, but same amount of credits. Anyway, what are you saying? Yeah. Chad oh. Hugo, the other guy. Oh, wait, now I forgot. <laughs> what were we talking about? Husky. Oh, producer? yeah. So he was. I used some of his samples he, today he in the bought, studio. He bought, he bought off the Husky rack when he was in high school. Okay. And I guess I don't. I think he was a freshman or something. And the summer went by, and he like wanted a girlfriend, and so he told his buddy like, "Hey, I need a girlfriend." And, and he knew some girl, and so he basically just told the girl like, "Hey, this is my my buddy." And then he he told the girl that he looked like Mark McGrath. And, and so, was this like 2003? Oh yeah, it was. Yeah, it was like early two. When Mark, I mean, Mark McGrath was hot, right? So he, oh yeah, so dude, he told my friend. Ray my friend is... was like, "Dude, I don't look like Mark McGrath." <laughs> like, why did you tell her this? But it was before the internet and all that, so they just <gasps> talked on the phone because you had oh, no yeah. idea. So right, remember this? I mean, y'all may not remember this, but I don't you had the reality. summer. You had the summertime crushes, and then you would like not see that person or hear from them for three months. But but like, if you kind of got their number at the end to school then you right. call right so that's what he did and he just talked to her so in the meantime he was like i have to look like mark mcgrath so he lost a hundred pounds got a, <laughs> oh my God. Got a tattoo on his he neck. lost a hundred a summer frosted his hair like yeah like over the course of that year and i relate to, so he that he could look like mark McGrath when you met this girl and he never met her no like way. they broke up and oh, he, god he damn it. i wanted that to end happy <laughs> like, well he, it did he was like he was like she changed my life like i lost a hundred oh, pounds true. like yeah. he turned into this whole different person because he was trying to look like mark mcgrath to this <laughs> girl that he never met <laughs> dude sugar i needs to hear the yeah, story dude what you, a crazy story mark mcgrath mark mcgrath changing lives mark mcgrath does uh duets on tiktok like where he like watches a video and he's like He's just like right at the age where he's like just missed like how to like take a selfie and how to act on social media. So like the way that he's like leaning in, he's like <laughs> he's like doing the hang loose thing and like like giving rock on. But I like love it. It's it, like him and Guy Fieri should go on a road trip and dye, their, dye each other's hair. Yeah. Oh and, God. <laughs> and I I'm I'm a Mark McGrath fan still. I love the dude. He's Name three Mark McGrath songs in the last ten years. I, well, I okay. I'm a Sugar Ray fan, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> partially for the joke, but partially because deep down I love Sugar Ray, dude. As, as a kid, I'm I had a, the Sugar Ray. CD. I am 100 percent with you. I couldn't agree more. Like it is a joke for sure, but I kind of like. We also songs. we also love yeah. Rascal Flatts. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Unashamed. Like like partially like it's funny because like Gary Laveau, the lead singer, wears like Affliction jeans and like still yeah. frosts hair and it's fucking cool so we went down a deep gary laveau like one night we were Dude. playing games and we, we got on apple tv and we just looked up shit oh yeah spencer like we found looked his up how much they're making a show on the last tour oh yeah we yeah. looked up their vip package the first yep. package where they just get one picture don't talk to them is 199 dollars okay 200 dollars for a fucking picture there is a beer tent ticket 
That is $6,000 per person. They sell out of them, and there are 80 of them. Yeah. And that's just the beer tent, dude. That's just the beer tent. And they just walk around and, like, drink beer with people. Dude, I used to go to, I used to, go to like, Jay to Marcus's house all the time because the first studio that I started working in was in his house. Jay is the, uh, the bass player. Is the guy who looks like Patton Oswalt. Patton Oswalt. <laughs> he does kind of, right? Yeah. I, I, okay. Joe Don Rooney, the guitar player or whatever. Yeah, there's Joe Don. He's yeah. sexy. He is. He's yeah. a looking guy. Great, like, I, man, they're talent. Look, they are talented. I've never heard a better vocalist in country music in my life. Jay's an incredible bass player and piano player. They're... Obviously. He's got a reality show now. <laughs> Wait, Jay does? Yeah. It's... The bass player of Rascal Flats? No yeah. way. Yep. He and his wife. Every, I think everyone has a reality show now. Gary and the girls, like it's him and his daughters. <laughs> Gary's just overweight. <laughs> just sad. He can do whatever the hell he wants. No, yeah, he's fucking. He doesn't give a we shit. We looked up his dude. house. We looked up his like everything. Yeah, they were making like forty-five, fifty million dollars a year. <laughs> That's fucking insane. Dude. That's so insane. Yeah, they were one of the top. I mean, I don't know what it's been in the last few years, but well, I mean, how many number ones did they have? No, no, they're still touring. They're eight? still making like eight million dollars a tour. Like yeah. they're like fucking out here. They're out here. I remember even when they like in their heyday, I was like nine years old. But then, you know, I'm like I'm like 19, 20 years old and they have a song come out with Justin Bieber. Yeah. And I'm like, how did you do this? Like, how did this the cheesiest song? It's because he was a fan. Did. Like, they're just like that. Yeah. Fucking cool. I used to I used to have get songs on hold for their records. But I'm for Oh, yeah. when you're doing like country yeah. rights and stuff. Like when I started writing songs, I was writing country music. That was, Honestly, that, smart, that, that was like probably the legend. Like that was like, well, yeah, the I biggest. Mean, they were like yeah. the biggest record because yeah. <coughs> they'd have so many number ones, and they would cut like I think there was one record where they cut like forty five songs, and everybody in town had a Rascal Flatts cut. Everybody was just like excited, like yeah, because every like because they cut so many songs, they took nine of them, and then but yeah, they <laughs> took nine of them. Is there any money in getting your song cut, or is it just is it you get a holding fee sometimes, right, from someone that big? Well, no, but no. Not back then. Not back then. Mm. I mean, I don't know what's like now, but no, it no was. <laughs> I don't really either. I just <laughs> figured out after. <laughs> yeah. You 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 work up the deal memo if you're gonna use the song at this point. <laughs> um, wait. Let's get back to some. Let's 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 get back. Let's get weird. Let's again. get to Hunter Give me Hayes. Get weird. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? Hunter Hayes. Jesus. Real quick, we do have this like playlist of songs that like. We have fallen in love with in our like some of our favorite songs, but it first started as like kind of jokes. Like uh-huh. it was, f- and we play them as soon as we leave the venue after a show. We play this playlist like five <laughs> songs. It's uh, "Life Is a Highway" by Rascal Flatts. Fucking smash! I know it's not smash. the original, but it's the best Dude, version. It's it way is better. the best version. The other version is horrible. Sorry. <laughs> Shouts to Gary Lebeau. Uh, Cars version, dude. That's Cars like- version only. Uh, Storm Warning by Hunter Hayes. <laughs> Man, I Feel Like a Woman by Shania Twain. Man. Smash. Uh, These so Days good. by Mike Studd. <laughs> uh, what else do we have? Oh, uh, do you know who you know who Ryan Feliz is? He's the lead singer uh, of Hot Shell Ray. Oh, I know. Oh, Ryan yeah. Feliz. I yeah. know Ryan. We, no, yeah, he's so me and SJ also wrote with Nash from Hot Shell. Um, we did. Oh, we did. We did. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, yeah. Um, but there's a, there's a Ryan song called Float Your Boat that is the cheesiest <laughs> oh, like country song. Yeah. And we put on the playlist. I don't know why it's filled with country. Now I'm noticing that it's like <laughs> an Uncle Cracker. Yep. And oh, Uncle Sugar Cracker. Ray. Uncle Cracker and Sugar yes. Ray. 
follow me and follow then, me happens and then uh every morning there's a halo hanging and we just jam this thing for like 30 minutes and it's like the best like come down it's from feel, it's, that's it's a hang it's good songs it's right all jams, man. yeah yeah it's a feel good like on the road like we did it we're on tour we're doing it let's go to the next floor we're gonna sleep on let's go to the next yeah, right. red roof in let's go to the next red roof <laughs> shouts red roof in oh hell yeah we love you have you ever toured uh yeah i have SJ's lived a few different lives, <laughs> to say the least. Yeah, a few. A few. Yeah. A few. I did tour. I toured. Well, I mean, I started I started in a Christian band. Oh. And I toured. We bought a van for $3,000. And it was one of those conversion vans with a TV in it. And we put, it was Hell right yeah. when Guitar Hero came out. And we put a, like a Nintendo and a Guitar Hero in it. And we sat in those bucket chairs and just played Guitar Hero. And we would we would route shows like one time we played a show in ohio and then our next show was in orlando jesus so we had a 22 hour drive like across the country for one show and we would play for like 500 bucks because we did i mean oh th- guitar hero like you bet 500 bucks no we would pl- <laughs> that's how much we get paid to drive 22 hours and play a show like i know that life well yeah I did that for a few years yeah oh, i yeah. did yeah so that yeah i started that and then and then I kind of got off the road, and then I got back on and did a few tours. Wait, but the real question is, how good a guitar hero are you? Not, uh, dude, that was how that were was you, a, rather? that was a lot of years ago. <laughs> but there's got to be some sort of muscle memory that you, if if I gave you like two weeks, you could get right back there. I bet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I could worry. No cap, that's probably. I, probably I don't. I, the point of the story wasn't to say how good of a guitar <laughs> hero it, I'm crazy I was. guitar hero. <laughs> I could play Message in a Bottle. Like <laughs> I told this really elaborate story just for like the side just point the to side like let everybody know that I'm <laughs> really good at guitar hero. <laughs> One time we fucking wrecked the van and I still nailed that. You know, like we did wreck the van. We wrecked a couple of vans. I wrecked one of the vans. Damn, how bad was it? We've toured. I've had. There's been. I don't have a lot of crazy tour stories, but I have some. I mean. Now's the time. Now's the time. Yeah. So crazy touring stories are are probably the some of the listeners' favorite things that they ask for a lot because yeah. we've had we've had like a bunch of musicians who have wild stories about just random shit, but everybody's everybody's experience is a little bit different, which I love to hear. If you can remember like any time that what you were just like, what the fuck is happening? Good, bad, crazy. Yeah, it could be good too. Sex. Just- <laughs> <Gosh>. <laughs> well 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 you know because then i I guess i didn't say the the last five years of touring was i was as a dj because then i then i became a dj and i and sj i had that project and so you still do yeah sj's a a dj and a business owner i'm a dj and a ceo ceo and and entrepreneur and i don't know and part and a gang of part of the crypto kids and part of the crypto kids. Oh, whoa, yeah. whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. You crypto, know, you know huh? I just want to add that, and I don't mean, we're going to get right back to this tour story. Okay. SJ uh, told me to invest in Bitcoin like 2016. Dude, I'm in. I didn't. <laughs> you, you did, I thought. Uh, I did a year later, but um, still can't get into my Coinbase oh, yeah. account. Oh, man. Pretty locked out. Uh, but, <laughs> but at the time, I literally had no money to put into anything other than making sure I could buy a coffee that day. But but I remember I just remember I remember when the boom happened, yeah. 
You were fucking mining, dude. Uh, were you I mining? mining? I went to SJ. Can I tell, can I tell about your closet? <laughs> sure. I went over to SJ's house because we were working. He's like, yo, come here. Check this out. Went in his room and he goes, you know, I've been like, you know, I've been like really into Bitcoin. I was like, yeah. <laughs> he swings up in his closet <laughs> and there's just hella co- like, like what was in there? Like computers? <laughs> yeah. Just fucking a dozen computers. Just mining all at once. <laughs> How much did you get? Dude. I had. I I took I, I I even called, man. That was that was a crazy time, dude. It was. Crazy. I I even called. I had to hire an electrician to come to the house. It was a rental house, and I and I forget how many breakers that were left in the house that weren't wired out. So I had him wire all Jesus of the Christ. rest of the breakers to to this little closet I had in my room, and so it was just this panel of outlets, and I would I had these stacks of GPUs that were all they were mining this Zcash. They were oh, mining dude. Zcash. And and it would get so hot that I would have to open the window up, and then I had these big fans that would suck all the hot air. Out. Like a fucking warehouse in yeah, this room. No, it was, it was, and and they would run constantly. And I mean, it would the power bill went up like seven hundred dollars. Jesus, which you could cover easily because of all the Z cash coming in. I mean, did it? Did you? Were you in the green? You know, it's nice. complicated. Mining. I mean. A whole cryptocurrency that's a whole other conversation but yeah. my it's difficult it's difficult to be like to have a side hustle of mining and make money okay. now because it just moves so fast so what i'm trying to say is i've got a whole bunch of mining computers sitting <laughs> in a guy's garage in texas that haven't been turned on in like three years if anybody wants to check it out <laughs> do you need to have like money in them <laughs> 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 Do you think they can unscrew them and yeah, just take the panels off? <laughs> Dude, what if there is, though? <laughs> it's just coins, there's doubloons. Yeah, yeah it's just treasure. <laughs> oh! God, that was the dumbest thing you've ever said. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> that was like that Zoolander. The files are inside the computer. In the computer. Oh. What is this? The center for ants? <laughs> no, um, there aren't any coins inside. Ah, the shit. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, <laughs> it's just a stack of doubloons, like Chuck E. Cheese <laughs> coins. <laughs> yeah, it's all a bunch of tickets. like Pringles. <laughs> I got five thousand tickets from this one. <laughs> you just press the Dell button and just <laughs> just Magic Mountain tickets. <laughs> Holy shit! I can get a fucking green bear with this. <laughs> I can get a thirty erasers. I can get a Pistons basketball. <laughs> Dude, if you got a basketball, you you did something right. Oh, you're fucking you're the yeah. coolest kid in school. I got a Chipper Jones bobblehead once. Oh shit! Yeah, you know, I did I, it. I think I, I actually fucked my back up here. Uh, who gets who gets injured get going onto a podcast? <laughs> That's what happened to me. Where's today. that lighter at? Right here. Shout out Gold Standard CBD. Shout out Shouts. Um, Wait, we got really off topic. You were gonna tell some tour stories. Yeah, yeah, right. Tour Sorry, I had to. I had to okay? dip into Crypto Kids. SJ's back is broken. I know, but like, do, do we need to? Do you need assistance? Got some CBD cream. I Just can like rub on it on the way out. I may need like a wheelchair. <laughs> I may need you guys to walk me across the street. Yeah. Spencer, <laughs> I'll carry you to your car. With a smile on my face. Wow, do y'all do that to all your podcast guests? Uh, yeah, most. Required. 
It's like in the contract. Yeah. Cool. The thing you signed that you didn't read. A lot of weird stuff's gonna happen. I'm I'm here for it. <laughs> Anyways, okay. I'm so sorry. Tour story. <laughs> yeah. You crashed some vans. Oh, tour stories. Um honestly, I probably don't have a lot of good tour stories. Not not because I didn't live because I did so much Christian touring. Because when I, when I was in Nashville, that's what I started. And I feel like that's like a I would sh- do shows over where we get Arby's go to bed. <laughs> oh yeah yeah like I we the, Arby's like I lucky. would do tours where it would be like three thousand girls under the age of seventeen. Uh, we've done a lot of those. <laughs> yeah, but but <laughs> but it's different. But it's very different. I understand. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and to be honest with you, most of the nights we would get Arby's and go to bed anyway. <laughs> Tell me that's not true. I know that's why I'm laughing. <laughs> the amount of times we're just like, "Fuck it, let's just get some Wendy's, just go to bed." Look, I, I, I said this a bunch, but I like. I take my voice so seriously that like I just can't get trashed on tour. Like I just can't. Yeah, I respect that. Unless it's, I have it's not at least sustainable two two days minimum off, I just can't do it. So I'll have a drink before the show. I'll have one drink after the show. And that's it. I can't like do the. I can't stay up late and party. So I'm going back to the Red Roof. Gonna watch Zoolander with Arby's. You know what I mean? Like that's what I want to do. Well, I won't eat Arby's, but you know who else? Matheson. <laughs> Arby's. I know, dude. It really is true. But we I mean, Arby's isn't always accessible when I'm touring. Arby's also, yeah, it also isn't oh, always here's great. A, here's a tour story. Hell yeah. So, talking about eating, when we started, like, I had this band. My first band, it was this Christian band, and we had... What was it called? No. Okay. And we had seven... <laughs> there were seven people in it. It was a big band. We didn't we, think about we it. We seven kids. We started a band. We were, like, 18 years old, and we were like, and we we're like, oh, we need all these different players. And so we made a giant band. We didn't realize that, like, oh, everybody has to go to every show. So it was a lot to move around. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, um, we we didn't have a drummer. And so we would audition these drummers. And there was one guy who's a couple years older, and he worked at Chick-fil-A. And he happened to be the promotions manager. And so he was the guy who was re- responsible I'm like, am I going to get him in trouble for this? <laughs> he was the guy who was responsible for giving out like the free combo coupons. Oh my and so God. he actually wasn't a very good drummer, I know, but I know he got the going. gig and we toured for two years and all we did, we had, I've been to every Chick-fil-A <laughs> east of like Texas and south of Illinois, like <laughs> We stopped at it and we've used coupons and we fed like <laughs> nine people for about seven dollars. We did it for two years. Did you just have hella <laughs> That's chick- unbelievable. hella Chick Fil A sandwiches? So many. It sounds like us and other things as well. <laughs> that is amazing. That's yeah. though. That's so cool. That's gr- and ch- and Chick Fil A is delicious. Oh, it was amazing. Yeah. See that that, that Jesus chicken. That Jesus mm-hmm. chicken. Man and a woman chicken. <laughs> Amen. It's so funny. Like we, it, I have chicken. Here's a, here, you want to hear a chicken story? Yeah. <laughs> so of course. So my, my my one grandfather. You know, I told we talked about him. My other grandfather. He he was one of the pioneers of the 
of the chicken of the poultry industry because people, like people didn't used <laughs> like to eat Tyson? chicken. Well, the company that owns Tyson, he was on the board. It was a very big company wow. that he like yeah helped helped build. Um, but bef- like back in the fifties. People didn't eat chicken. They would eat it like maybe once a month, you know, on Sunday. Was it like a specialty? Yeah, it was like a specialty. It just wasn't a common thing. Like lamb, right? Like how often you eat lamb? Like not often. So they started growing these chickens and actually trying to introduce it as a meal. And he started these chicken houses and this big chicken business and then it got bought by another company. And then, you know, now now you have Tyson, which was one of the companies that started from that. Two legendary grandpas. Yeah, dude, your lineage, your lineage is... Prime no, time. it's it's yeah, and and also like you're you're also gonna live to be a hundred, which is tight. I don't know. I feel like I'm breaking down. I mean, I just got I got, I injured myself just coming to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you'd have to climb up the balcony, which is fair. So we've had a few injured guests. One dead. Rest in peace, R. R. Hey. R.I.P. We're not no. Don't, uh. <laughs> uh, anyways, so uh, uh, no, so I I. I want to interject and either talk about two things. I know, I know you want to get a little weirder. Yes. So let's get weird. So for that, may yeah. I ask a weird question? Okay. No, you, you go ahead. If you if you want to. No, no, no. That's fine. I could tell that you wanted to. No, uh, I was either I was either going to say I want to talk about some mushroom stuff, or I was going to talk about my trippiest thoughts that I ever had. But, oh, we never got to your trippiest yeah, but, thoughts. But my pale in comparison. Well, what what to, is yours? Say to, it. To the the not the, the the odyssey that we went on. <laughs> with sj sj's was not an answer it was an odyssey yeah. that's a good way to look at it uh what's your trippiest thoughts matheson mine are all fucking sad like it's not <laughs> am i gonna like, die next year well one of them one of them definitely is when i realized that i like just i'm not afraid to die like i'm just like if it happens like that's fine like yeah, if but you is die, that so like, bad well I, no I, I, that's not a bad you. one i envy you a lot i really do really yeah, because that's something I'm trying to let go of. And I think I am a little bit like 1% every month or something like that. Like, I think I'm getting closer, especially in some certain circumstances. And you just, I envy you because you're just like, yeah, that's that's cool. Man, I don't want to die. Like, it's not like I want to get in a situation. You're on a 24 hour watch starting now <laughs> after that but statement. But I'm not, I just am not. Dude. I'm just not. <laughs> I get it. I mean, I, 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 like I said, I wish I was like that. Yeah. I wish I woke up. Another thought, another trippy thought I had. Like I'm woke. Or another realization I had, which I feel like we all probably have had this, is when. You ready? <laughs> don't do that. When, when what, dude? Come on, finish it. <clears throat> when, uh, when I started, like, seeing, I started seeing my parents as, like, peers almost. Like, oh, they're yeah. still my parents, but. I mean, at least for me, like my mom and dad, like when I was growing up, I was like, these no, nothing ever bad happens to them. Like, oh, it's dude. just like the superhero, it's, like it comes crashing down. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I'm, and that was like, and not that I was, it's not that I was like ignorant to it growing up, but like for whatever reason, the realization hit me like pretty recently, like probably in the last two years. Go watch my, like, go watch my Istanbul X Factor audition when <laughs> I sing the song Wasted Time. Actually, SJ wrote that with me and produced it yeah go listen to it that's right that's literally that's what that did. is about really yeah. 2017 i went through that exact thing where some, yeah. something happens and you're like oh wait you're not literally fucking a stone statue that lasts forever right right oh shit but also like i'm in the middle of that because i also call my dad 
and be like, how do I do my taxes, Dad? <laughs> Dad, how do I no, unclog this? Yeah. Dad, how do I grill a steak? <laughs> I am nothing without my dad. I no, don't know what to say. Like at first, it was definitely like the the uh, the um, kissing. <laughs> <laughs> the what, dude? Come on! I was trying, the mortality of it is definitely something. That You're <laughs> laughing with mortality. The mortality was like the first thing, but then it was just like silly thoughts, where it was like it trickles down, or it was like. My mom probably gets sad sometimes. And like that was just like such a weird realization to be like, oh yeah, like she probably like gets sad at things. This wasn't that recent, but like I just remember when that happened. It was just like realizing that they were people, you know? And I don't know. That's all I really have to say. It was just a crazy I remember just, just sad. I remember just feeling it and just like understanding that I was like, yeah, they probably like fight sometimes, you know? And I don't know, you know, just like silly things like that. But yeah, like they worry about money. And right, they, like, exactly. I was like, they shit. probably get war- like because I would always be like, God, I feel like, you know, just like with anxiety and stuff, I would just be like, Oh, you're so focused on yourself. It's like how you're feeling when you're feeling anxious, and then like, and I was like, Oh my God, what if my mom like gets anxious sometimes? You know what I'm saying? Like it's just like yes. so weird to to think about it. My like mom was. That. I remember, like, dude, to, to your point, I just like remember this one time, like last Christmas, when my mom was like. Almost got. In, I was with her. Like she, we were leaving Target, and she like almost got in a car wreck because so it wasn't even her fault. And I yeah. saw like how like scared and like she was like. <gasps> and I was like, "Wait, you feel?" Too? Right, right. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I, I know exactly. I know. Yeah. I know what you're saying. You sad motherfucker. No, no, it's not. It's not even. Well, no. now it's not sad. At first, it was like really crazy, but now no, it's, it's been. It's kind of cool. It's kind of great. Now it's very like f- almost freeing because I feel like yeah. I'm able to talk to them in a much more honest way you know like because i totally. don't view them as this higher being i don't know what you want, like anything like that you know now it's like when you realize it's like oh you're a person with like insecurities and fucking whatever it's like oh yeah it's all we can talk about that you know do you have to pee i'm gonna pee real quick you okay. guys continue but you know do, i feel like do you have the same thing or no or have you experienced the same thing rather yeah i mean i'm probably a little bit older than you mm-hmm. so uh, yeah I've, my relationship what's that i'm 84 84 yeah. oh <laughs> yeah i'm a little bit older <laughs> than you <laughs> right great great um no but but the older you get the i'm in my mid-30s and so mm-hmm. like the older you get your relationship to your parent changes mm-hmm. um you know especially sometimes it gets better but sometimes it kind of can deteriorate because as people get older they can kind of get stuck in their ways and their cycles, right. you know. Oh, dude, that exactly. I know exactly. You know, these right. these these bad habits then become behavior patterns, which then become personality traits, which mm-hmm. then become like etched into them. And then there's ways of thinking which just don't change. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, a lot of times that can leave like that can kind of change you in such a way in which you go, right. oh, like I'm kind of a parent to my parent. Like I'm the one who's I'm the one in the room right now who's considering everyone's emotion. Right. Like I'm the one in the room right now who like, and that's a strange thing. And there's, I mean the, the mother and the father wound or the, you know, it's the core archetypal wound of like, yeah, of our experience with life and the way we relate to the world and in our relationships and all that. Um, yeah, it's very true. And, 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 you know, having that, having that shift, uh, it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing for a lot of people. Like a lot of people never kind of get 
to that point. They always kind of have this attachment to their parent or that wound, you know, that was that was passed on to them from their parent because of what right. Was passed and that's on what I'm saying is like it feels it feels very freeing almost to like realize that and then like I'm not trying to toot my own horn, but like get past it and then just like accept that they're like I mean, like I've said, like like both my parents and I have had such honest, like real conversations, like ever since that that hump was kind of gotten over and smoking yeah. a little. Yeah, I mean, my dad, dad like wants to like has done mushrooms and like wants to keep doing them and stuff. Would and you do mushrooms with your dad? I absolutely. I would. That'd be so that'd be cool. so cool. That, that would be that so would be incredible. Great. Yeah, yeah. I bet, yeah. He, he would definitely do it. Oh, 100%. Yeah. I would I would pay so much money to be able to have that experience with my dad. Yeah. It's it's dude, I, I just realized that I've been like I, I I want to do mushrooms at some point, but I've been worried and I think if my my dad was like, "Yo, let's do mushrooms." Wouldn't even question it. Yeah. Would do it in you, a heartbeat. With my dad for sure. Yeah. Even just like a whatever kind of dose. I don't even know, but if I would 100%. Yeah. I remember my, when I saw my dad uh try you know cbd for the first time and i was like sick and like it, the cbd with like t- or like this like tincture with a little bit of thc and he's like yeah it's like pretty much the first time i've ever had thc and i was like oh sick i'm gonna do it too <laughs> that's so true i would i would do it with my dad in a second yeah there's gonna be a lot i mean there's gonna be a lot more people like our parents who start doing psychedelics i mean it's 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 just it's too beneficial the, the benefits are so great and they're so relatively easy to achieve that and everyone is suffering so ubiquitously from the same mental illnesses that you know as people start to get more comfortable i mean california today i don't know if you saw this they introduced into this the state house legislature um a bill to decriminalize psychedelics in california Hell um, really yeah yeah wow. yeah huge right and then with oregon and you know there's a lot of st- stuff happening um you know I actually one of my companies is is in that space we have a, a media company in the in the mushroom space and you know the companies that we talk to and the 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 investment and and what's moving into the the psychedelic space like it's it's gonna be the topic of a lot of thanksgivings and and Christmases and conversations and um, because it's going to become normalized and people's lives, like it's going to save people's lives. Like I know people who are, who wouldn't be alive if it weren't for a mushroom trip. That's nuts. And I mean, dude, our yeah. Pearson. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We have a friend who saved his life as well. Yeah. Literally regrew his fucking brain. <laughs> yeah. Yep. I, I, I mean, we could, I could tell those stories all night. It's, it's just like when that generation starts to discover it um, and, and they're the ones who like, they were the ones who, you know, the sixties, fifties and the sixties, yeah, that true. was, that was when this stuff showed up and Reef a lot of people madness. had those <laughs> yeah. experiences. Then. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even uh, like, like you're saying, like the whole, to, to a lesser degree, the whole experience of when people like, just like marijuana at Thanksgiving, like last year not we didn't really have a thanksgiving this year but the year before i remember like we were talking about weed at thanksgiving and just like about how like yeah in california like you can just go like buy it at a place and that's like a conversation that would never have happened 25 years prior oh yeah in like the mid 80s there's no way like unless you're a really crazy progressive family like it would be like taboo to talk about yeah well the war on drugs was i mean 
God. It was very powerful. Very powerful. Yeah, I don't even like know about that. But it's yeah, look, it it's wild. Yeah. Yeah, it was wild. Well, psychedelics, I mean, the larger war on drugs, you know, Nixon, Reagan, kind of that era on through Clinton and Bush and all that. It was it was complicated, but psychedelics is kind of somewhat of collateral damage. You know, when they were discovered in the the fifties and sixties, they were being used for all these really amazing things. They were discovering things about psychology and neuroscience and brain chemistry and consciousness and creative thinking and problem solving. And uh, you know, but at the same time, the government, the CIA, was running MK Ultra. I that, was just about to bring up MK Ultra. Right. You know, the 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 secret. Um, Charles the, Manson. Well, yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah, kind of. Um, but they were, they were, they were also using psychedelics. And there was this. There were narratives that were getting out. And there was media created around it. And then there was Leary and the Harvard psilocybin project. And then there was all the drugs that made it out into the parties. And so it kind of went haywire. And then the drug war kicked in. And it all this research that was happening at that time just stopped. And how crazy. Yeah. I mean, it, it literally stopped. It was the forefront of, of mental health treatment. It was the forefront of addiction treatment. It was the forefront of like, it was how we discovered brain chem dopamine and serotonin and like all this stuff. It showed us new things about history when we understood indigenous cultures and how they were mm -hmm. using these chemicals. And then it just evaporated and you know, it's picked back up in the last 10 15 years was it evaporated partially because like if you were a doctor that or someone who continued to like research that would you have gotten like arrested like in trouble yeah well and, and the money dried up you know all the grant money from the government gotcha. because so there's they just were, no way to do it yeah all the universities i mean you know harvard and nyu and spring hill and ucla like all those programs um they that was all money that was coming they you know and then and then it became there were schedule one substances like yeah, you yeah, can't get crazy. it like it it just was completely these are non-toxic wow. substances there there's no lethal dose they're not addictive they cure addiction well like, the craziest thing is like you know you can outlaw like this this certain type of plant but then you know there's there's um high potency xanax that that you prescribe a hundred tablets at once to someone and and, you know, 30% of kids are on this crazy cocaine Adderall. It, it, it is nuts to me that, like, these things... Yeah. And the weed is still the wildest thing that it's not... Oh, yeah. Insane. It will never make sense to me. Yeah. But, because, um, like, I don't have to shout out weed. Everybody <laughs> knows that alcohol is... Shout out weed. Literally worse. Shout out weed. But, um... <laughs> shout, shout out grass. Weed. Shout out to grass. But yeah, it's just it, it is it is fucking nuts. It is fucking nuts that like a a plant is outlawed in some places. A fucking and a, plant. a fungus. A fungus. You and walk a out. Fungus. You can walk out behind your house and pick it out of the ground, and that's illegal. You know, technically, right? Right, right. But but you can go get a fucking. Yeah. Well, drugs have always you can get been a handgun like, pretty easily. <laughs> drugs have always, always been, you know, societies have wrestled with drugs because drugs are the ultimate decentralizer of authority. Yeah. Because, mm -hmm. you know, when you have, when, when you're born into culture and, and you're kind of in the game, the matrix that we were talking about, then you kind of, you take the truth that is, taught to you 
But, you know, when you have that experience where you go to the place where all is all and everybody is one and, you know, the mystical experience, then at that point you're like, nobody can fucking tell me. Like, I know at the deepest part of, like, who I am, what the truth is. Because, like, I've experienced God or love or what, how, whatever it was that, right. um, you know, however you interpreted it. And, um, yeah, I, it, it, I just lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Well, we were on I, the I, I passed that point, but what did I say? That threshold where like, <laughs> where you fall I off had the cliff? just enough <laughs> weed where I could, I could do it if I fall off the cliff. I just fell off the cliff. So let me ask you, what were you going to say? Yeah, go, no, go, go. No, go I was, I was, I was just going to say, la, la, la. So you go ahead. <laughs> no, I, so I, I just want, this is a, this is a selfish point, but as I told you earlier, I just recently did mushrooms. Yeah. And I, I'd like to give you a short synopsis of my experience. A short give synopsis me more than good. a short synopsis. And I'd like to hear just your thoughts. Yeah. Is it was this your first time? First time. Wow. Um, went to Joshua Tree with Hell yeah. um, a few of my friends. First time on Joshua Tree as well. Um, that place. Beautiful. Um, was pretty nervous going in, like excited, but just like nervous about the unknown or whatever. Yeah. Took it. Was very underwhelming at first was just kind of like i just feel pretty stoned is all and like mm-hmm. my two two of my friends that were with me were like like the one guy was saying he can like see the trees talk to each other and my other buddy was like really just digging his time so then i took more mm-hmm. um and um just like felt and once i i think once i realized what it was then it was then I was like, cool. I was like, okay, it's just gonna, like, it just felt like I was very stoned, but like also introspective. So I just laid down and listened to music and like thought about stuff, which is honestly great. <laughs> and, yeah. uh, and that was really it. I mean, it was, yeah. it was, it was really fun. And like, I had a, a lot of reaffirmations within myself and reaffirmations of truths that I feel are true mm-hmm. and things like that. But, it was it was it was just kind of like that's all it was yeah like nothing really changed i guess it was just like well there's a lot of you know there's a lot of nuance like when you talk about mushrooms and dose is a big part i mean Mm -hmm. that sounds like a light trip yeah you know it's and and it's always hard to know you know where you get it from how how you take it how your body reacts to it like there's all that's what it was because i took the same if not more than everybody else and everyone else was yeah yeah it it, it can affect people differently like that but um and but there is a distinct difference between you know a a lighter trip where the brains you know kind of goes into that space and and an ego death Mm. you know when when the real when the whole again the whole matrix shuts down and and you leave the form and you go Ah, see that's what i wanted that's what i wanted yeah but you know, but it's also you'll get it. Yeah, it, it, it psychedelics are so interesting because they are so powerful. But at the same time, a lot of people think they're a silver bullet, right? And they're like, "Oh, if I just like can have that experience, and then it becomes." And it, I think that's what a little bit where I was at. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and it what what always happens if if you stay in that space is that that then just becomes like the lesson. It it becomes part of the experience of like you realize like oh, I had this experience in my trip because I had an expectation because I was, and then yeah you know so there's all different sorts of ways that those trips that 
experiences can be beneficial but um but yeah the 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 the, the kind of high dose session the way that these, these they're doing the new therapeutic mm-hmm. um sessions with the, the therapist you know it's a it's about the equivalent of of four grams and and it's a it's a pretty high dose um and that wouldn't have been like i mean a lot of times you can be incapacitated you know it's wow. it's it can be super intense where yeah. you're you know you need help to get up and go to the bathroom um, Jeez. That's so, insane. So yeah, you can go. It it can go pretty hard. <laughs> <laughs> that should go hard. Yeah. You can yeah. have a, you can have a lighter trip, or you can have like a. I yeah. can't move limbs. I did. I did. This is. It. I'd like to meet somewhere in the middle. Here's here. I, here's a funny. You hear a funny story? Shroom story? Yeah. Hell yeah. I so like I had a I had a friend, and we went up in the mountains one time, and it was his first time, and he took about gentle? four. He took about four <laughs> grams, and we were up in the mountains and doing this whole thing and he you know every but you just never really know how someone's gonna react yeah when they're on it and mm-hmm. he started speaking some other language like <laughs> oh he was making these sounds and he he was just kind of sitting on the ground and he'd go god <laughs> and then he would look at us and go whoa and we would just kind of like we were trying we were like trying to stay serious like what in the world and then he'd go Beow. did you want to start laughing oh we were done finally we started we would start laughing and then he would he would kind of realize what we were doing that he would laugh and then we all just start dying laughing and then he just goes i've got to pee so bad <laughs> and and so we trying to get he couldn't even stand up and he he walks like over, you know, tries to pee and he can't get his pants down. He's just standing there and he's, he literally like can't even move. And he finally, after he stands there for like probably four or five minutes, like trying <laughs> to pee and he can't. And then all of a sudden we turn around and he goes, ah, and he's pissing his pants. <laughs> like he didn't even pull them down and he could find, and he right there, he just pissed his pants straight into his shoes and we like looked at him and he just starts laughing and smiling he's like oh he was like it felt so good because he couldn't pee for like an hour and then and so afterwards we're like oh you know so we were trying to take care of it and you know whatever but he didn't even take his clothes off he just dried out i mean yeah did his life change hell yeah dude that guy's fucking yeah i I didn't actually talk to him after it (laughs) you haven't talked to him still I mean, we we haven't really talked in detail about that experience. Oh, no. gotcha. We just we, other than other than laugh about it, we just talk about how that he peed his pants. Fucking wild. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'd love to hear like how how he feels about it. But do you remember the story we told about? Uh, well, I almost said the name. The person who was drugged at the party. I think it was when we had David Ooh. on. Yes. Um, it was my first time I ever seen someone. We we found out it was PCP. Ooh. And it was a lot of it. It's which Ooh. is which is wildly different than mushrooms. It, oh, it's yeah. not even the same ballpark. But whatever. So, it was the first time I'd seen someone like act like act like this, and it was a lot. Um, the you know the guy was the guy who was drugged was was drunk. So and then someone was at the party we didn't know, and he ended up squirting what the guy thought was mio into his drink, and like a lot of it, and um. He drank this, and then he, this guy like 
couldn't speak. Like was talking about how the walls were bleeding and we needed to get out of the house and just, we had to take him to the hospital. It was really crazy because we didn't know he was drugged. So we were like, something is fucking happening. Like yeah, he's yeah. having a stroke. Whoa. He's had like, it was wild. Yeah. Drugs. Don't do, don't do drugs. <laughs> don't do those drugs. Yeah. Don't do bad drugs. Yeah, don't do lab made drugs. Don't do. Don't do drugs made by the Joker. <laughs> yeah. And Warren Buffett. <laughs> and. and wh- what? Mark McGrath. <laughs> All in lab together. Every morning. I think I think that wasn't that the trio that made the COVID vaccine? Yes. And for that we And for that, thank thank you. Thank God. Yeah. Got Warren Buffett, Mark McGrath, and the Joker. Joaquin Phoenix version. (laughs) Well, it has to be. Jack Nicholson version. That's like the nineties Joker, right? Yeah. Eighties? I don't know. Yeah, early night uh I am really not a superhero guy. Really? I am really not into it. I love the Joker with Joaquin. Don't like any other superhero movies. I hate Marvel movies. I said it. I said it. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of superhero movies out there. I know there is. I like Captain America. I like Chris Evans. Um, because I liked how it was like in the fifties. You don't like Robert Downey? Uh, I liked it when I was younger, but I rewatched it and I was just like, mm. I don't know, man. I'm just really not into like. The Marvel, especially the Avengers, I really can't watch that. It reminds me of if you go to like, I'm. This is a really hot take, but it reminds me <laughs> of if you go to like Six Flags. It's like the Six Flags of movies, really. Interesting. Where like Goodfellas is like mm. the 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 five star restaurant of movies. I feel like you're going to fucking like nice cheap big fucking. Ah! I'd rather go watch. War Dogs, Just Silence of the Lambs. Who's that? War, War Dogs. Dogs is, War Dogs. No, What's with jo- War Dogs? Jonah Hill and Miles Teller and my future wife. And oh my God, Ana de Armas. Um, she, she doesn't know. I me recommend yet. this movie to anyone listening, including you. It is. It's so fucking good. It's like a, it's like a thriller, drama, true story, a drama. A, li- a little bit funny because Jonah Hill's in it, yeah, and he and he says a lot of funny stuff. It's on. It, they just put it on Netflix, which I'm surprised they did. But it, Dude, I recommend War Jonah, Dogs. Jonah Hill is a very dynamic actor. Very. Dude, Wolf of Wall Street. Jonah Hill. Great with the teeth. Man, that was yeah. a. Yeah, that was a quite a performance. It, it's it's along the lines of like that kind of movie. It's not necessarily comedy, but it's like funny in parts. Like it's like yeah, it's like a movie like it's a true story too. But it's outstanding. Go watch War Dogs. I rec- I recommend that. Um, just thought of a question. This podcast brought yeah, by War let's Dogs. Do, <laughs> let, let's do. Let's do. one more. Like we, let's get weird one more. Okay, time. so this is not weird, but I really want to ask this question. Really <laughs> okay, it's it, it's quick. Yeah, go ahead. If you, um, if you could build a house anywhere in the world, one, where would the house be? And two, what would the house entail? Without going in ridiculous detail. Oh. Man, I can't answer this without going into ridiculous detail because I like love houses and I watch all the ho- like the world's most extraordinary homes. And there's so <laughs> many places that I want a home. Okay. We have to choose one. Gun to your head. I'm taking the death. <laughs> can't choose. It would be it would be in so it would be mountainous. Yeah. 
Um, it I'm would picturing be somewhere you mountainous. in the like, like or no, it, it maybe Europe, Scotland. Ooh. It might be Scotland actually, like, like rural Scotland, L- like uh, edge of the sea Scotland. Yeah, like Highlands, like up in, you know, where all the yeah, where the good stuff happens. Yeah. One time I went on a trip. Well, no, I'm not going to tell that story. Oh, I've, I've been up there. I've been up there and in, into that. Like, I want a manor. I want a castle in Scotland. Hell yeah, dude. A like like an old one? Yeah. Like, SJ Manor? Yeah. Like an old one. With the SJ on the gate? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Fuck yeah. You know, that ta- it takes like a staff to run. So, so you want a, <laughs> you want like a staff of people that you trust and like, like, yeah. What what other I went I went I I had a friend and her father is a um billionaire and they're they have a home and it's in Scotland and it's like a four it's fourteen or fifteen bedrooms. This it looks like a castle. They say it's not a castle, but it's a castle. It looks it is a castle. And is this your inspo behind they have like uh uh croquet fields and it looks over this this lock, like it's this whole thing. It's crazy. Do you still know them? Uh, yeah could i go shoot a music video (laughs) (laughs) it's in scotland i know (laughs) okay uh maybe i'll ask but ryanair but we had a we had a chef the whole time who would like cook all our meals and there was like there was cocktail hours and and i was like this is cool yeah that's really cool that's a really cool life it is really I yeah. like all I like all those classic things. There are too. some perks. There are, there Mr. are some Jones, perks. To have the chef says money. there's fish or chicken tonight. Which do you desire, Mr. Jones? Wait, fish <laughs> <laughs> and potatoes. <laughs> right away. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not sure that in like my house I would have hired you. Yeah, yeah, whoever yeah. you are, I'm not exactly sure. You don't want you don't want everyone to be extremely old in English. In I your, feel like they gotta be the butler's gotta be. Yeah, old. you don't want uh, just a, like 14 Michael Caines, Mr. Jones. Yeah, exactly. Do you yeah. want not like cappuccino? <laughs> and like, they've all been war torn, so they like fucking are not gonna fuck around. And it's yeah, just, Herb, <laughs> tell me about your war days. It was a deep dark night in the bunker. <laughs> tells you this crazy story and you're like crazy and that's why i got this scar here <laughs> shows you a big gash have, uh, have you ever have you ever fought <laughs> in a war? 20 years old yeah in a past life really yeah cool what well, which war <laughs> what do you think guess the war <laughs> the civil war oh good guess no a little, little sooner uh world war Two. bingo Oh really? Yeah, I was a fighter pilot. Really? Yeah, Is I it, died. No, are you serious? Yeah. Did you have you lived the past life regression? I lived a lot. Wait, how did you how did you experience it? I think I was. A, <laughs> you just you're. Are you being serious? I think I was. I might have been Elvis. Oh gosh, fuck you! Dude. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm, hold hold your fucking horses. <laughs> no, you had me until that moment right there. Why don't you think I could have been Elvis? <laughs> what? What's wrong? No, we're not there talking about. <laughs> I really wish that was true. I really wish. I, I really yeah. wish that was my heartbreaking life. I really do. No, artist, that's a, that's a real pain. thing. Like that happens in mushroom trips, right? Yeah, Pe- I, just, I just listened to that. Like people in like DMT, like people live like yeah. full ass lives, and then they wake up twenty minutes later and they're like. Yeah. 
or they experience they experience an injury. I, I've I've been witness to this. They experience an injury or something that happens in a past life, and it heals a part of their that same part of their body. Like the oh the way God. the way that the way that like the kind of transpersonal psyche works in altered consciousness, dude. I could tell you. Oh, I mean, wait, still, hold on. Yeah, this is wild. Ever, ever, ever. Yeah, like give us give us the the Reader's Digest version of um, here. <laughs> Reader's. Digest. I mean, Bill Cosby. The Reader's Digest version. <laughs> biography version. No, I mean, t- tell however you want. I just, I'm just an idiot. Yeah, so it's just... it's. Like that that's one of the reasons that psychedelics are so crazy is because yeah. they break the model they break the models that we have about consciousness and reality. Because there are things that are observed in sessions. I mean, you, you can all the Stanislav Grof, who was one of the kind of pioneers of L S D therapy, he had administered L S D to over four thousand people mm-hmm. and you know, in laboratory settings at major universities, like funded research published studies and the things that they saw happen there was a time where like he he told a he told a story of um another psychotherapist they were actually giving lsd to who had who lived a past life regression and had an injury Mm -hmm. um as a soldier or something in a war and it healed his it healed his shoulder the same place that he received the injury in the past life it healed him in, in that life? Yes, yeah, in, a, in his, his a, body. No, like, I'm saying, but like his shoulder was hurt? Yes, his, he had that in injury life? in his current, oh, okay. yeah, in that, in his body. Oh my. And that experience healed it of, of reliving a life and feeling injured. What, whatever the reality is, that was his experience. I see. And then there was another woman who had major depressive disorder, was treatment resistant, and um, she, you know, they, they, they tell you and what you do is like when you trip, you you lean into the experience you let because it's it's your brain trying to heal itself so you you let that happen that's why you like lean into the experience and she began to kind of mumble and so they told her to kind of keep it up so the mumbling became a chanting and the chanting became this and she was doing it over and over and over and they didn't think anything of it and there was another researcher who came over and he said do you know what's do you know what's happening and they go no and he said that he said she's saying over and over, I am sad and I've always been sad and I'm alone and I will always be alone in perfect Sephardic, which is a dead like it's a, and, and that that researcher, it's a dead language that he had learned, you know, as a child because it was a cultural language and he picked it out and came over and told her what she was saying. She comes out of that experience and, you know, it and, and doesn't know that language. Oh, my was completely healed of her depression. It disappeared after that, um, and Holy and shit. and on and on. And I, I mean, to the the, you know, I can I can make the stories even more unbelievable. The uh, jumping to the end, the most unbelievable thing I've ever seen is I had a friend who was with someone, um, and they were on mushrooms, and they had their their eyes covered and they had headphones on and they were that way for two or three hours. And my friend was on the other side of the room and she, she got really, she got hit with like this crazy like wave of tiredness. And so she lay down and she would kind of nod off to sleep and then she would have this little mini dream and then something, a noise in the room would wake her up and she would do that like over and over and over. 
And these little dreams, she was like, well, maybe this is like important. And so she grabs a pad and paper and she would have a little dream and then wake up and then write it down. And she did this for a while. And then the guy never said anything. He said one time he sat up and he goes, I'm seeing so many things right now. I can't like keep track of all of them. And then he laid back down. Well, after a few hours, like he kind of came back out and he sat up and he starts talking. He was like, wow, there's this crazy experience. I was seeing all these things. And he starts talking about these visions he had. And he goes, the first thing I saw was this woman showed up and, and she had these pills and she was like trying to give them to me, but I like didn't want to take them from her. And my friend, like she hadn't said a word and she, she turned around and she goes, and she no pointed to way. her pet. And oh the first thing that she had written down was a woman that has pills in her hand and she's trying to give them, but you don't want to take them from her. And they went down that list <sighs> and they got to the very end. And the last thing that she saw was a penis in a sling, like it had been injured. And she just kind of laughed, but I was like, well, whatever. And so she wrote it down. So she got to the last one and she was like, uh, yeah. And I, I saw like your penis in a sling and, and she was like, I don't know what that means. And he kind of like went white and he goes, I'm having surgery on it next week. Like that's, how did you know that? Right. So like, how do you explain that? Yeah, you know, right. there's no way. And I, I can't explain it perfectly. So you're, you're but present in this situation like you're there. No, this is my friend. This is this is this is a friend. of OK. Mine. OK. Yeah. Um, and, wow. you know, there's no mo like the, the paradigm that we're in right now, the model we have of reality. It you hear a story like that and there's no you don't have a way to make it make sense mm -hmm. because right. there's no understanding that you have of, of reality that would explain for that happening yet. It happens again and again and again. You know, did you know the, so when they started studying psychedelics, one of the craziest things about them was you could put the same person in the same place, give them the same dose, and they would have two wildly different experiences. You couldn't predict it. No one knew. That was different than every other medicine. That's why it was so hard to test because you couldn't isolate. Right. With, with like... Xanax, for example, you kind of know exactly what's going to happen to exactly, most right? people. Yeah. Exactly. Everything. Yeah. And you can control. You can make it to where you... Anyway. Yeah. You understand that. So when... um, <clears throat> Hold on. I got to... I'm going to have a drink break too because I got to hit this. Hit that Hit that Dezo sparkling superfood water. <laughs> now because I'm like back on a TED talk again. Yeah. You need to wet your whistle if you're going to fucking <laughs> blow it. <laughs> toot, toot. You need to wet your whistle. If you're gonna fucking blow it, <laughs> that's my that's my new, that's my, my new uh, Instagram bio actually. That's that's what I'm that's what I say. I there. support that. Thank you. Yeah. You wet your whistle. Yeah, I kind of dig that. That's a that sounds that's just a good it's a good adage for anything. Yeah. Um. Okay. Give me back on track. Uh So uh, your friend had a insane oh yeah insane. paradigm shift. Yeah. There's there's just there aren't models. Oh, there's a new paradigm, right? right? That uh, that a lot of people don't have, and so these things aren't they they we don't have a way to understand them, even though they happen again and again and again. Right. It's just so yeah, it's just so unique and so different every single time. Oh, that's that's a right. You got me back on it. Yeah. So as they were studying this, they. You know, they gave psychedelics to so many people in the 60s and 70s that they were able to see patterns develop over thousands and thousands of, of mm -hmm. sessions. And one of the things that they noticed 
was that one of the common experiences that people had was was reliving being born. Like they would have Good this experience Lord. of like being in a womb so and then this, right here. and then and then being born and, and then mm-hmm. having this kind of mm-hmm. liberation experience and it was so meaningful and and they would observe that happening so many times that they began to break that down into different sections. There yeah. were four distinct sections of this birth experience. And this is where this branch of psychology developed called um, transpersonal psychology that talks about the parts of our psyche where there's the kind of postnatal, uh, what happens to us in our childhood. There's the transpersonal, which is all the archetypal uh, kind of collective consciousness. But then there's the perinatal, and that's actually our birth, which is our original trauma. That's like the first death. We die as like a water-dwelling creature, and we're born into the world, and right. it's violent, and our lungs open. And like, there's so much happening. Like, And then there's all the things that can go wrong in birth. Like, that's our brain. That trauma is in our body. Right. And so our psyche, a lot of times we can suffer from yeah. from things that actually we don't have memories of, but they're a part of this. And so when you use plants and medicines like that, you can get down to these levels of the psyche that 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 will heal. Right. These traumas that you, you don't have any memory of. They were just things that happened to you when in your birth experience. So anyway, these these four categories they call the 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 four the the perinatal matrices and those four kind of phases of that birth process correspond to different emotions so like and and they correspond to actual processes of birth the first one being when the child is is in the womb and it feels safe and protected and it's quiet and dark and then it moves into where uh, the uterus starts to contract and then the child it starts to feel like energy starts to rise and anxiety and then and it moves into like liberation and all that well as they observe this they notice that those four uh matrices corresponded to the four astrological archetypes of venus mars jupiter and saturn oh shit (laughs) wait what does that mean that means that there is a connect well well let me go even a step further to say that there's that but then all these experiences that they would observe, they, they developed this, um, this concept called COEX systems, systems of coordinated experiences. And these were the emotions that p- people would experience in sessions. And they would cluster, certain memories would cluster around different emotions. And so there were COEX systems that would appear. Those COEX systems that appeared in people's, uh, in people's trips could be predicted by the transit of their planets across their birth chart. So wow. what that means is that there is a there is a reflection or a connection or a relationship between the stars, between our birth chart, and our psyche, like the part of our understanding of ourself that is is printed into us that's in our DNA. And that is what that's what real astrology is. So Dude, I, I have my birth chart on my wall in my room. Yeah. So, okay. That's so, so crazy. In in a in a layman's term, you're saying that astrology and the signs are accurate. I I do not want to go on record as saying zodiac <laughs> signs are accurate. But what I will say is that there is the fundamental nature of reality is not mechanical. It it is that it's it's not material. It, okay. You know, 
consciousness does not exist in form form exists within consciousness if you think about it that way yeah right so oh should i go down this rabbit hole <laughs> i mean we're in baby. we're already on the way down so yeah. you might as well go down it okay get another drink of that bezos sparkling <laughs> super fruit water Mmm, pure. Mm. We love Dezo. Okay, get my high ass TED talk back on track. You're going down a rabbit hole. <laughs> I'm going down a rabbit hole. There's rabbits, there's gophers, there's um, and there's holes. Well, Caddyshack. Let's let's maybe let's maybe pick our rabbit hole. We go pain. down because the point because is, some, so uh, uh, astrology yeah. is that there is a connection between our psyche and the stars now not in a material mechanical sense it doesn't mean that when the stars move they change our mood right that's our that's what our that's the paradigm that's the only way that our paradigm can make can make sense of of those things being connected but oh people 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 use it to make sense of while they're be, why they're being asshole oh this is yeah must be happening. no it doesn't that no because of that i'm stuff. such not a fan of that yeah it's not true i it, should break up with him because he's a virgo it's not it's not how it works yeah you can think about it like it's all everything is a part everything is a part of everything so that the the moment that that the consciousness is in, that, that the psyche kind of comes in and that there is an alignment in the universe of matter and gravity and time and space and it's you're a part of it it's not separate from who you are so it's think about it this way right if you turn the news on and you have a watch and it's it's seven o'clock, and your watch says seven o'clock, and the seven o'clock news on. You wouldn't say that your watch caused the seven o'clock news to come on. You would what you would realize uh, yeah, that like yeah, time, yeah, yeah, yeah. the seven o'clock news, they're just synced together because yeah. they're all a part of the same fabric of time. Right, right. That's what is that's our relationship to the stars. That's what astrology is. And when if you've ever had an experience with a real astrologer, someone because it's not magic. They know how to read a chart. Right, they, it's not they can like look, wizardry. It's not magic. Yeah. yeah, they know how to understand. Okay, there's patterns, right? The same way that they've observed in labs. The patterns of emotion that evolve when they look at the transit of planets it's just a relationship just like a watch right it, they can do that like an astrologer can do that when she's reading a chart and go oh you're probably dealing with this in your life right now are you are your you're, the planets are lying this way which just means that you're the makeup of your psyche the things that you struggle with the way that your life kind of works and and that whatever you are right she can just read it she it's not magic but it doesn't most people don't understand that because they they don't view it they, they there's not a, a really good way to understand it in the no, there's not have. there's yeah. not it's all this like commercialized like yeah exactly sort Whoa, of dude. Y that that really that really messed me up a little bit that is so that unbelievable. ted talk messed me up a little bit <laughs> that is unbelievable when you said everything is everything I, I look right over your microphone math <laughs> and i had to close my eyes for a second when you said everything is everything for whatever reason i don't know if it's the the, the smoke in the air or these or these drinks i the, i had this weird vision of everything bumping into everything and it was really scary for a second scary but not in a bad way i don't know how to describe it but i was like it was like comforting scary that's what i want to feel more of maybe that was pretty See, nice. and that's what i'm talking about is that like that, that was that was a lot <laughs> unbelievable man that was a lot. i mean that's the kind of stuff i'm just so i'm just so interested in. just like a higher 
not I don't want to say higher because that sounds demeaning almost, but just like a different a different plateau of yeah yeah of thinking. I used to doubt everything. I used to be so cynical about everything. Well, I think I I, I, I am not cynical all the time, and I think Matheson shares this. We're not cynical all the time. We we're, we're positive most of the time, but we have that cynical bone that pops out once in a while about right yeah stuff. Yeah, I'm still life. I'm still cynical, but like I'm inquisitive. Like any, I will entertain any idea, right? Now, for me to like really embrace something, I have to have some sort of understanding about it. Like, you know, I'm with astrology and the and psychedelic and there's all these sorts of things. It's like, okay, well, you know, I can embrace it if I understand the mechanism of it. But I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm still, I'm still. So, do you feel like you're cynical? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, just mostly about music industry stuff <laughs> mostly about entertainment industry uh i don't think i am but i don't think i'm about life i really don't think i'm about life yeah i, I love life i i'm i'm partially still scared to die but i don't think that's cynic- i'm, I'm slow to believe things like i'm too like but, but like is that but is that because like of how many people bullshit us 24 7 in life like you can't sometimes you can't really like outdo that you gotta like that just happens all the time yeah, I feel. Sorry, I feel like you were gonna say something more intelligent than what I was gonna say, <laughs> dude. I'm just, I'm just a fucking fourth grader that was born in July. <laughs> You're just a fucking like I don't know all the answers. Um, yeah. God damn it! Now I can't remember what I was gonna say. Um, cynical. Well, um, cynicism is like it's just yeah, it just comes from like. Oh, I remember what I was gonna say. Sorry, say, no, you go ahead. I was just saying like it's it's like. It's human to be cynical, and and like I said, I think it's very much just about me thinking. I don't even want to say me being fucked, because I think it's like me thinking that I'm that I have been fucked in the past, so that everything in the future I don't enjoy or want to enjoy or like even entertain the idea of enjoying until I'm done with it. <laughs> yeah, I think there's. I don't want to go down like the weird like therapist route happiness is a choice that's not at all what i'm trying to say but i i do think that like when things have gone well in my life it's when i've been trying to make the choice to be good or to be happy and things like that and and in the times that i've sulked in my own shit like it gets worse yeah it does, like nothing ever yeah. nothing ever good comes when i'm like sitting whatever like driving down the road and i'm just like why isn't anything good happening to me is that your sad voice that you use? Yeah. Why, what the heck? Why is it? When you're happy, that's when we're going to get out of the hood. <laughs> when you're happy, that's when we get out the mud. See? You feel me? No cap, dude. <laughs> no cap. No fucking cap. But I, and like, and I think paired with that realization, like, I, I honestly, and I, I felt, I actually felt this truth on, on mushrooms last weekend, but, um, I just think like, why not be a a romantic for lack of a better term? Like why yeah. not, why yeah. not believe that coincidences aren't coincidences? Why not believe that like things happen because, you know, this, that, and the other, like, and there's been a couple books that I've read that like talk about exactly that, where I think a cynic would think the opposite. A cynic would just be like, it makes for a better life experience right yeah well and also your your thoughts create reality and you hear that a lot now but 
like it's it's true at a little at a literal quantum level right what turns wave potential energy into particle and matter is observation it's consciousness it's awareness like it's something observing and you know there is no like if you take a lighter and you throw it up in the air this was um i was why i forget his name he's a he's a quantum physicist joe rogan He's like, he was on Rogan. You know what I'm about to say? You no, know this I just example? was saying you're talking about Joe Rogan. No, I'm not talking He's about Joe Rogan, but he, but he was on Rogan. He was on Rogan. Um, but he, he used this example. He goes, when you, you know, if you had an apple and you throw it up in the air and then you catch it, you know, you could say, would you say that, oh, that landed in the same place? And you would say, well, yeah, I landed in the same place. And that's true. But you could also say that it landed 18 miles away because that's the distance that the earth has traveled around the sun and that's the distance of where it landed. <laughs> and the sun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that statement is just as true. Just as true, and, right. And there's no test that can determine that. There's no way to measure that. That's that's what relativity is, right? And so really, like, wow. what is true? Yeah. yeah. Right? What is the truth? It, it depends on your perspective. Okay, what about what about to, to that? I don't even know if you're done, but what if me saying, I have the number one song in the country, <laughs> in the world right now. It doesn't make it true, but but that intention, that observation, that awareness begins to slowly like create that reality. It's just like when you tell a story about yourself and, uh, and over and over. I know exactly what you mean. Yeah. Like yeah. It, then then that's that becomes reality. Yeah. And then you look at your reality and then that's what justifies the story that you have about yourself. And that is what 90 fucking 9% of people in the entire world are caught in. They're walking around life, thinking that they're a victim, looking out at the world and all the people who don't like them, justifying that story, but not realizing that they're the one creating the story. And no other person can tell them that yeah. because they're, they feel justified in their story because everything around them is confirming it. And that's what, that's what awareness and awakening is. It's when like you can snap out of that and you realize, like, oh, I can change this. Like, I can change what's happening here, and it will change all this around me. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. And yeah, the world is a lot different than most people think it is. <laughs> Facts. Yeah. Facts, no printer. Yeah. I've had enough things happen to me <laughs> that I've that have made me go, yeah, I don't actually know as much as I think that I know. No, and nobody does. No, you don't. It's like you stay open. You're like, I don't, I can tell you what happened to me, right? Yeah. I can't tell you how it happened to me or why it happened to me or even necessarily, I can't even recreate it. Other things like that have happened to me since then. But, but I don't understand, but I'm open enough in my life mm -hmm. to like be there for them or at least create a reality in which they could happen. Because if you're not at least doing that, then they're definitely not going to happen. If you're not open to those sorts of things happening to you, See, that's, then they're not going to happen. Yes. I couldn't agree more to that. That's exactly, yes. 
I feel like I've been trying to say that for forever. Yeah. <laughs> the whole podcast. The, a lot of people are just bu- like, a lot of people have this bullshit belief that Santa Claus isn't <laughs> a real entity. And it, it like, it is. It kind of is. is. The fuck, the fuck are you saying? You know what I mean? The fuck, where are you at? <laughs> Hardball with Keanu Reeves. That's what I say. I'm just slinging out random 2004 movies, dude. Dude. We got to get out of here before I kill myself on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Is this how all y'all's podcasts go about like this? No. God, no. No. No? Not even are they? Close. Are they? They're not this serious. They don't. People don't well, play drop stories. Well, I, I, mean, don't, I don't even think this has been so serious other than like the TED Talk parts. But like, that's why I think this is gr- like there, there has to be a part two. We have to do another one. Yeah. We have to dig right back in. We just w- yeah, I feel like we'll we actually can't go over two and a half hours. We, oh. <laughs> it's at least two hours. Okay, great. Which is which is this? No, probably, it's unbelievable. This will probably be our longest podcast yet. Yeah. Um, we got to listen back to this. We got to um, do a part t- part two. And then part three. And then part and three. And then we all do mushrooms. On the spot, guest. On the spot, guest. Uh, quickly, what's your one... What's what's one word that describes your day today? Um, podcasty. <laughs> right to the point. I love it. What about you? It sounds like a... It sounds like a fancy Italian dish. <laughs> podcasty. Yeah. Uh, I want to go with... Upside down. Mm. Okay. Why? It just felt like everything didn't go how I wanted to go until I got here. And now, now I don't even know what to think anymore. <laughs> now it's catty corner. <laughs> just like, and not in a bad way. Like, I'm not upset, but it was just like, everything is I everything. wish that would have been different, but it's fine. And well, that's a sad word. I'm sorry that you had an upset. No, I'm not like, day. but I'm not even like upset. It was just like, Upside I would have preferred that would have right. been. Not. You'd have preferred it would have been right side up. Yeah, sunny side like, up. Like I was at the gym, and then the health department just came, and you had to leave. And I had to leave. You know what, dude? Sometimes the health department knows health stuff. So that's what I'm saying. Like I'm like, what? You know, like I would have preferred that not to happen. God, you are high, aren't you? But I'm just saying. I'm explaining. Shut up. <laughs> I don't know if this is real right now. Yeah, I'm like, give me a break. <laughs> give me a break. I'm on the brink of the reality. Most, that's, <laughs> the most, that's the most ordinary story that we've told all night. Like, why are you questioning reality? Wait, you, the, the health inspectors came? <laughs> that's not real, dude. Yeah, you, COVID. you freak. <laughs> uh, What's your one word? Um, complicated. I, I bought a new computer and I went to go pick it up. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, the lights just they're went turn, on. They're turning the lights off on us. They're turning the lights on us. Uh, I went to go, I bought a new computer. I went to go pick it up and they gave me an appointment time and then they just didn't have it ready and they didn't give me any sort of time, like within 30 minutes or within nine hours. So I still don't have my computer. Right. But it wasn't a bad day because I, I, I wrote, I worked on a song that I love. Um, I'm doing a, a podcast. I'm going to go lay in bed and think, <laughs> um, never sleep again. <laughs> but honestly, all, all I do have to say is. Everything is everything. Everything is everything. everything. Shout out Dezo's Sparkling Super Fruit (laughs) Waters. Shout out Seth Jones, SJ. Where can everybody find you on like Instagram? And I guess you can go check out SJ's music on on Spotify, Apple Music, everywhere, YouTube. SJ. Just look up SJ. Sure. If you want to. Or you don't have to. You You can just leave, leave it at this. Is the Instagram here as SJ? Yeah. 
I'll just shout it your is. stuff out for yeah. you. Yo, check me out on Instagram <laughs> at here is SJ. Um, shouts to uh, my mom and dad and my grandpa. Go Browns. <laughs> Go Browns. <laughs> is that a good? Yeah. Shouts Mushrooms. Yeah, shout out, shout out to mushrooms. Whatever just happened. <laughs> shout right. out to if you if you made it all the way through. Congratulations and thank you for listening. We love you. Thanks for listening to the number one podcast down on the balcony. I can't even like properly like end this episode because I'm so <laughs> fucked up. But I love it. Not even fucked up. Like no substance. Just all right. We're mentally. gonna ask the final question and we can't think about anything else anymore. Sj, answer. Gut reaction to this to this question. Ready. Three, two, one. When's lunch? Tomorrow. Oh, thanks, God. I thought tomorrow you were, I thought is it was never. <laughs> everything is everything. SJ. Yes. Woo! What the fuck God. is going on, dude? <laughs> When's lunch? When's lunch? When's lunch?